and welcome back everybody to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And this week, we do not disappoint as we bring in the guys from Grunge DNA. That is right. Cleveland's premier 90s cover band right now for sure. I think you guys are the top dogs maybe in the whole city. Playing out everywhere all the time. I see you guys' name everywhere playing everywhere i mean really too that's the other thing i think there's a lot of bands that have like a certain niche of couple bars they play but it seems like you guys have a, a wide variety of places that you guys can go play at and that's great with us today we have two of the guys i got patrick zemak here the vocalist the lead singer hello and we have dave jenkins here aka davis <laughs> yes davis <laughs> we have him here with us both not here today um, Jim Black, the bass player, is not here, and Josh Nichols, the lead guitar player, is not here also. Hopefully, I get you guys back here one time, maybe we get those guys down here. Yeah, we'll see. In. Yeah. We love it. So, thanks for coming down. Yeah, not a problem. Awesome to have you. Great you guys are you guys are actually squeezing this in between two gigs, kind of like sort of, you know, you did one last night, you're doing one tonight. Yeah. You guys are nice enough to come down here and get this in. I really appreciate that. Oh, we appreciate the input. Yeah. Um, Red. Bloodshot eyes and all. Yeah, <laughs> a little slower, but hey, you'll have it going tonight, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. Could be worse. How's things going since you're, uh, the pandemic and all that stuff coming back? That you know everybody's kind of like dealing with the, the same kind of stuff. You guys, you guys don't seem like you're missing too no. much. No, we've done no. pretty good. We actually, um, we really only lost, I would say, maybe two months to maybe three months worth of shows when when the pandemic first hit. You know, March of. And when it, whatever March 17th or March 15th or whatever the day was, maybe two and a half months, three months, you know, we didn't play a lot of shows, but we started picking back up. I think we still played like 50 shows that year, and then yeah. then last year we were still around, I think 70 something or something. I thought it was in the 80s. Was it in the 80s? I think and so. then I think this year we're on pace to do almost 100. So who's who's in charge of like booking the shows? I mean, is there is, is that one of you guys or is right. that a bunch of you guys? Yeah, a combination. It's a combination. Yeah, Dave and I. For the most, yeah. I mean, from the inception, I was the the guy that kind of handled all that. Sure. Um, and um, when Patrick came aboard um, a few years ago, uh, he kind of kind of stepped in and helped me with that role. So he booked some of the shows, but I, I definitely have the majority of the contacts, but it's it's a great pairing. He helps me. I help him. We talk about it, and, and it works great. So you said when Patrick stepped in a couple of years ago. So you guys have had different versions of this band. This isn't this isn't the the, the, the version you're playing with now isn't what started. And you guys have been playing, what, since like 13? 2013 yeah the first yeah. show was march of 2013 uh the band got together i think we formed in my basement like august of 2012 but you know we were just practicing and and whatnot but our first show was in march of 2013 so obviously um march of next year will be our quote 10 year anniversary for our for our first show but yes there's there's been three versions uh, version one did not last very long uh, version two was was really great uh, lasted like six years and um, and version three is going on almost four years now. So you you know I think every band has a progression period you know too like as you you know you're starting off playing the smaller bars for no money basically and eventually you start becoming more and more popular and some bands do have changed personnel and stuff for various reasons whatever I mean that whatever it happens it happens but it seems like the version that's in place right now seems to be very popular band right now whether you guys are better worse I don't know that's whatever but the, the truth is, is that you seem to be very popular right now. Very popular. It's oh, good to hear. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and when you first started this whole thing off, I mean, did you ever think that you'd get to the point where you are now? Because you guys aren't, you know, like, I'm not saying that you're some kind of national huge band type thing, but in the local, you know, area, you guys are pretty popular. I, I don't, I, when I was talking about this interview, I, I, I'll mention to a lot of people who I'm doing interviews with and stuff. I don't think there was anybody that hasn't at least heard of you. And I'm talking like a, a wide array of different kinds of people that I would say that, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. You know, people that don't even know 90s music has at least heard of you guys. That's pretty good. So do you think you'd ever get to that point? I mean, would you ever, I mean, honestly, it takes a lot of work to do this. And, and a lot of, I mean, you guys are gigging like crazy. Yeah, and if, pretty much every weekend, two, two shows a weekend, sometimes four. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So yeah. you guys are doubling up on some days? You guys are doing well, two today? Depending on the summertime, we have Thursday nights. Saturday, oh, yeah. you know, Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday, it it kind of it blurs together after a while, but but it's still uh well worth it. I mean, it's a 
it's a blast. Hey, yeah. Is, is at this point are there's a lot of, are there a lot of places coming for you guys and asking you guys at this point now? It's like yeah. you guys are now sought after instead of just going out and looking for gigs. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it does happen certainly. Yeah. Um, you have to turn stuff away at this point. Yeah, I mean, we do yeah, turn down a lot of shows. Um, I I would probably imagine I've turned down 40 shows for this year at least. Wow. And that's just because they didn't get, they catch you in time for the you guys were already booked. Well, once again, going back to the whole pandemic conversation, um, you know, it's still everything is still very uncertain, and so. A lot of venues maybe didn't get as quite of an early start or weren't quite sure what they were going to do this year or this summer. So they kind of waited. And I mean, I got phone calls in May. They wanted me to do a show in June that I had obviously booked, you know, in September of the previous year. So, um, but yeah, so it just, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's great that uh, people seek us out. It certainly makes us feel really good. Obviously, our you know our name, our reputation, whatever you want to say, it's it's out there, and hopefully, it's a it's a good thing. So, how do you guys go about doing this thing? I mean, like I I know you guys are pretty you know it's not just '90s stuff, but it's that's the, that's pretty much where you guys are, are living at, right? I mean, that's sure. You know, you guys kind of go a little bit outside that box, but not really. I mean, that's where you not want much, to stay. No. no, I mean, we're not necessarily like a tribute. We don't yeah uh, pigeonhole ourselves into one genre i think uh when i when i joined up what was it 2019 18 i think, I think. 18 18 i started doing fill-ins um the the conversation was grunge dna what is that grunge is obviously 90s it's grunge it's 90s centric but the dna is any and all that came to that point yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of opens up the possibility to do anything and the first it's, time it's great the first time i heard that name i, I think what came to me one is was that the band members this was like in their dna That's this true. this whole 90s thing like is that is that what it was you guys were kind of like that was the the time in your life where music was like uh yeah, 90s form, really yeah, grabbed you that so yeah. so yeah it's actually kind of it there's not really a super cool story behind the name actually uh we'll call it version one uh we hadn't come up with the name we were just practicing in my basement and we were you know, we've been practicing together for a month and a half, maybe two months, and we could not think of a name for the band. We, we didn't need to worry about it yet. We weren't gigging out yet or anything like that. But we were trying to think of a think of a name for the band. And um, the one gentleman that was in version 1.0, uh, Dave, he's uh, he's like a medical savant or something. He's like an X-ray oh. something technician supervisor. And I was I was just sitting there behind the drum kit at practice, and I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking medical doctor. And then I'm thinking like, you know, music's in your soul, music's in your blood, you know, DNA's in your blood, grunge is in your blood, grunge. And I'm oh, grunge. D-. I literally just had that's like how a, it happened. Just had the a words were just going. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just. And as I tell this story, it happened a lot faster in my mind than it's taking <laughs> yeah, right, me to right. tell the story. But uh, that's basically. I was just sitting behind the drum kit. We were on a break between a song. I looked at Dave, you know, being in the medical world, medical field, and all of a sudden just grunge is in your dna and i'm like grunge dna and the guys literally were like done like it was it was instant that um because when we first started we only did the grunge bands so you know alice in chains nirvana stone temple pilots Soundgarden, uh, pearl jam that's all we focused on and then um that's hence why i use the word grunge but as we've progressed uh, we've played a lot more bands other than just the grunge bands of the 90s, and we've focused into all the alt rock and even the, you know, the pop punk and and all of that. So, so how do you guys come up with this songs? Who comes? Is, is that as another collective thing where a, a, a one person made hears a song on a radio and it reminds? Oh, it's like, oh yeah, that fucking song. And then you come up and you're like, guys, we got to do this too. And then everyone's like, oh yeah. And that, is that basically how it goes? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very casual. It yeah. it it. Uh... Yeah, it's casual. And then, they, what do you guys have like an emailing thing, or you guys constantly have a messaging thing where it's like learn this before you show up for practice type thing, or are you guys not like that? We don't really have time for practice. <laughs> so you guys learn them at the gig. Awesome. Uh, we, we at home. Well, at home. You practice on your own. You rehearse right, right. at practice, but it, we we don't have time for for rehearsal. I mean, we're gigging so we so much. Because we've been playing so much, and everyone else has personal lives and family lives. Obviously, the amount of time we've practiced. I would say in the last year or so has definitely declined. And so we unfortunately, uh, probably I would say maybe in the last year might have added five new songs, which, which 
collectively we agree is a little bit disappointing. We we prided ourselves on continually adding new music and growing our our song list. I think we're up to like 150, 160 songs or something right, that we do. That's what I was going to say. How so many it's really? still a lot of songs. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a. You can change set lists at will. I mean, there's really correct, not. You could play five different shows and not play the same there, song. Exactly. There are no set lists. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, is a, that another thing? They, you guys oh, just pull as you go? We write them up, but it's basically suggestions. I mean, if people have seen us before and they say, I want to hear, last night we played uh, five songs in, somebody wanted to hear Clutch, boom, we changed it and. Kind of ran with it, um, probably a little early <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. do, to do that, but um, yeah. We Bulls joke. on Parade, two song in. Okay, yeah. let's go. Cool, man. We jokingly <laughs> call them suggestion lists because we just we very rarely ever follow it. It's you know it's very organic. Uh, you know every show's different. Now, granted, we play a lot of the same bars, so we're familiar with the crowd and we know what kind of music they like. But yeah. we've been playing a lot of new venues. We play up at the islands, and sometimes we don't know what we're going to get into. Right. So we kind of. Typically, always start out kind of slow, and then it sort of slowly progresses. We get a little bit more into the dancier stuff, the poppier stuff, then we get into the heavier stuff, and then and then we get into the, the crazy fun. At the third set, super heavy by your, stuff. By your last set, by toward yeah. the second half of that, it, it, it no, yeah. anything goes. Yeah, it's a free for all. Yeah, <laughs> someone else. That's the best time. Yeah, <laughs> but someone usually just like last night, someone you know, two or three songs in, will will scream a song that they really want to hear that maybe we weren't planning on playing to the third set, but. We'll just just throw one in yeah, there. We'll, we'll throw, throw it in there, and and sometimes it, we just keep rolling with. Like, our first set last night was was really heavy from the get go. Yeah, it was a blast. It was a blast. It was good, and the second set was fantastic as well. Just super heavy stuff, and we saved all the dancey stuff to the third set, which well, and sometimes kind of, you know, right you know, because sometimes that's how the that's how the crowd plays out, right? You yeah, got sure. you got certain crowd there in the beginning that comes out to see the grunge stuff that are done, but as the night progresses, girls start showing up, drinks keep flowing. Yeah. Next thing you know. The dance music is what's going to win the win the night over. Yeah. that's cool. So you guys basically can you'll 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 change whatever. So because your job is really to keep people in the bar, right? Yeah, I mean, isn't that the yeah. job of the band? Period. 100%. Right. One hundred percent. Put so, money in the register. Yeah. So you know, if someone's yelling something and you think if I don't play this tune, that that one or two people might leave. That could turn into three or four people. What's playing this one song right now going to do to anything except keep those people here? I mean, really, is it, it kind of like how it, it yes works? Yes and no. It could flip the other way as well. Other people could could exactly. Not, yeah, you could yeah. play something. That's a good point. Uh, heavy and uh, oh yeah, you lose the, the handful of people that want to dance. Kind of go. Wait a minute. Why are we playing White Zombie right now? <laughs> so is that? So. Do you think that because you guys are such a diverse uh, genres you cover? You know, anything from just the pop rock that, of that time, some of it, all the way to some heavier stuff. Sure. Is you find that difficult to kind of like to navigate sometimes because you you, you can't. Because because when you're doing that much diversity, you are going to be playing a song that this person definitely doesn't like, and then and then you'll be playing one that this person loves that this person doesn't like. You're not really caving into any kind of one niche. It's kind of like, I think with and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, but our our reputation kind of yeah pe- people almost expect the uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde out of us. You yeah, know, it, it just happens, and they. That's they, part of your. They go on the ride with us. It's great. That's cool. I see. I can see that too. And, and honestly, I don't think it's a grunge DNA issue. I think it's a, just a cover band issue in general. I think any cover band going into a bar, granted, once again, no no matter what level they're at or how many shows they play, there's a delicate balance of what you're going to play and who you're going to entertain and who's in the crowd. And you know, now obviously, as you get started out, you're not going to have as you know, large of a set list to choose from. So you are sort of pigeonholed into playing. If you only know 40 songs, you only know 40 songs. Right. Um, You know, they obviously don't have that um, luxury of being able to obviously play something else or kind of change the kind of the mood of the room or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I think it's just, I think it, like you said, it's the job of the cover band to perform, entertain the people, keep them there and have them, Keep, keep them drinking so money goes in the register, and it's kind of our job. Heck, yeah. Do you guys – what about, like, because you don't get to rehearse much or anything, do you guys ever just get brave and just try something on the fly, just, like, yeah. literally oh, yeah. on the fly? Oh, yeah. Like, let's yeah. just try it. We were what talking earlier about uh, a local bar, uh, Shaker's Tavern. We played there, and I think there was the first night we played uh, Enter Sandman. We just decided to do it, and everybody ate it up, and they loved it. Fast forward two years later, and we're playing it at the House of Blues. You know, it just <laughs> it's it worked. Now. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, it worked well. That's cool. 
That's really cool. Yeah, we're pretty fortunate. Uh, uh, Josh, our guitar player, um, I always sort of jokingly, I call him a musical savant. I mean, he's his, a witch. his his musical collection in his brain of songs is it's off the charts. I mean, I I, I would just throw out a random number. I say if he doesn't know ten thousand songs, he doesn't know one. Yeah, that's he, great he to have. Yeah, so amazing. we could just literally name a song, and and once you get the guitar part, everyone else just sort of kind of jumps in. One hundred percent true. And, and obviously, you know, Patrick. Knows knows a lot of lyrics and no, even and though even though he make makes them up, up he makes them up. <laughs> well yeah, you just you just and then and then maybe later on you'll figure out the before no. you just keep you just keep it that way. No, really? I mean, part of the do fun you, is seeing if people realize what I'm saying is I wrong. I love that. So do you do that often? Do you do you, do, yeah. do you met and do you deliberately do it sometimes? Do you sometimes, just change yeah. lyrics? Do you guys Josh have like inside I, jokes inside the band yeah, where oh, you guys yeah. fuck with each other doing that stuff? Yeah, all yeah. the time. Josh and I work together. Very well, <laughs> and a lot of time. I mean, hell, Jim and I do too. I mean, Jim, the uh, bass player, we were together. God, how many years is it now? Six, sixteen. We played in bands together before, so when we came together in Grunge DNA, it was just like boom. Everything we used to do back then, from Beverly Hills into uh, uh, the Joker, the Joker the Steve yeah. Miller, it just kind of wow. works. It's weird, yeah, like from here to here. That's, oh yeah, but that's so cool. But it right? works. Yeah, yeah, yeah it right. Just goes. Those yeah. are hits. I mean, good songs are good songs. We talk about this on the show all the time. It doesn't really matter. A good song is a good song. Yes. And and you can take any good song from any genre, and if you put your own spin to it, if it, it, it can, it's it's still a good song. You can't it, you can't take the good song out of it unless you really suck. There's some bands that can take the good song well, out I've, of it. I've, I've ruined a handful of <laughs> handful of songs myself. Well, honestly, I think that's what really makes you guys go. You guys got every – first of all, it's a four-piece, which is really nice. I, I always think that's a, a nice setup because you don't have too many egos and too many people to yeah. deal with. Five pieces gets a little tougher. And it's basically a power trio with a, with a front guy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And that's what – I think rock and roll is – that's really the base of it. But the truth is, is you're all four really good at what you do. And your two you. front men, your two lead guys, are really good at what they do. So when you have those two things in place, and then you have a real solid, solid rhythm section behind all that, any every band's great when they have those things in place. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what you, I appreciate you, guys, it. you have that, yeah, you know, yes. and you're and your guys have honed in your craft. It's 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 solid. Playing live does that, right? Yeah, oh, it, yeah. it, it solidifies everything. Yeah, it brought it together. There, there's nights where we joke and go, "Did that just happen?" We didn't even think about it. It just. Mm-hmm. We've played the song so many times. The song is the song. I can turn around, have a conversation with Dave mid-song while he's playing, while I'm taking a break from singing, and it's it's natural. It's so strange how it just goes now. That's great. It, that is great. I mean, yeah, that, and that's time. what makes it so much more fun too. I'm sure because now you can do other things and stuff. Some things are just kind of come natural now yeah. that you know didn't before. You had to actually think about it before. Now you don't have to think about it. So the other yeah. things are, are are so much more fun to. Live is great, man. It's, sure. Yeah. It just we is. we have even had we even have uh, hand signals for songs. So <laughs> if if, if uh, you know if we want to change things up or just go into something different or if that's like a baseball just the, team. The, yeah. So we've got yeah. all sorts of crazy hand signals for oh, different really? songs and yeah. yeah. I mean it's yeah. It, some people have actually picked up on them. Yeah. We've, we've done them so often. Uh, fans and friends that have come out and seen us are like, oh shit. You know, we, know, we know what's coming next. So we don't so, even have to talk. That's we cool. just do a hand yeah. signal. It's like it's like the third base coach on the yeah. baseball team giving yeah, th- <laughs> to steal a second yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I ask that a lot about people, uh, bands, though, especially because we have a lot of these jam bands that come on here also, bands that just improvise. That's what they do. And I'm like, how do you guys do that? Like, how do you guys know when change is coming to you? What, do you guys have, like, things that are, like, eye signals and stuff like that? And they're like, well, actually, yeah, you know, like, that's kind of what you do, you know. Sometimes it's just on feel. You know, I guess a lot of times, you know, you play together for a long enough time, you do things, you almost kind of know what what, what sure. the other person's thinking, and you guys are seeing the same thing. You know, that's another thing. When you guys are up there and you guys playing a lot of gigs and you guys are playing mostly bars, a lot of interesting things happen, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And you're the front guy up there. You get you're up there, and you're and you're good at it. You're a good front guy. You're Thank up you. there. You're you're interacting with people, and you're, and you you make it fun. Try to, yeah. Crazy things that have happened, like, like you guys see anything like really out of the ordinary where you guys are just like, like let me. I always ask like this. This is my fair way to ask it. If your your cousin comes out and he's like, oh, I heard you. How's the band doing? Everything? Anything crazy happen? You're like, do this one time. <laughs> that story. Like, do you have do you have anything like that? That's yeah. Um, <laughs> not necessarily on the dance floor, but there was a there was a time where I'm not going to say the venue, but we uh, finished the evening going into the bathroom to wash our hands and somebody was uh, relieving themselves in the urinal 
but not the way that you think they would. <laughs> they were turned around, and it just threw everything. Everything, everybody just started laughing, yeah, and it, it was, became, dude, you got to check this out. And everybody I, just started going. I was in. the first one to yeah. see that. Yeah. He was literally sitting in the urinal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> taking a deuce. Was, was he out? Was he passed he out? Was, no, he was really hammered, obviously, though. Yeah. But and here's the funny thing: when I was in there, there's a separate room. <laughs> there's a separate room for the urinals, and there's a separate room for. You know, the toilets. So when I saw that, I had to go to the bathroom really bad. So I went into the room with the toilets. And here's the really funny part. When I finished my business and I walked back past his room, the second time he was actually sitting in a different urinal. So he actually got up from one urinal <laughs> and sat in a – apparently it was warmer, colder. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he ate some hot food and, yeah, maybe uh, the water. No, I don't he was know. Pretty, pretty drunk. That's yeah, great. Yeah. So a funny story it was Dave. The <laughs> but actually, Patrick, I thought you were going to talk about the story when we were up at Geneva on the lake and you invited the the mother of the bachelorette. <sighs> yeah. I thought that's the story you were going to go. No, with. Well, I'll tell you what. That's another one. Do you want to tell that story? So uh, <laughs> playing Yankees up at uh, Geneva on the lake, and there was a. Uh, it was a bachelorette, bachelorette party. party. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Uh, the young lady was in her 40s, which would have put her mother uh, considerably older. Um, we were playing. It was a dance song. Was it Santeria? No, no, no. I think it was. Um, there's a tambourine. So. Oh, Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. Mary Jane's last dance. So I'm shaking the tambourine, and I lock eyes with this uh, blue-haired uh, vixen. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, um, so she's she's having a great time. I got a wireless mic. I actually run down the ramp, hand her the um, tambourine, start shaking it. She's having a great time. I invite her on stage. Mind you, it's easily 95 degrees, just hot as hell. So it's even hotter on stage. Lights are going. And uh, I didn't understand or didn't realize how much alcohol she had imbibed throughout the day. <laughs> so she comes up middle of the uh, stage shaking the tambourine having the time of her life until she collapsed right in front On of stage. us and <coughs> went down to her knees yeah she was down i mean she 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 was out she was out so i'm fanning her as the band pros that they are just kept going <laughs> and uh our our friend uh phil the sound guy comes running up i see him you know sprinting makes his way up the other side of the stage and uh we help her up and and help her along and i hear her say well her daughter yell i mean we're playing and we're ripping and it sounds great and uh, her daughter goes mom like you it just cut through everything and so immediately everybody sobers up and um we help her off she makes her way to the side and as she's on her way out she says to her daughter i knew i shouldn't have had those shots with you and goes along so i didn't feel as guilty at that point, but it was uh, interesting. Hell yeah. Uh, nobody died. There was no chalk outline the last time we played there. So, <laughs> Did you guys worry at all at the time, though? Was anybody? I, you I guys was terrified. Were, I mean, yeah. you were, but you guys were just like, eh, she'll be fine. No, <laughs> I, you, you, there's an urgency. You have a sort of an urge to stop when you see something like that. I mean, I think it's a natural human yeah. reaction that you want to stop and see what's going on and help. But you also have a, I mean. The show must go on mentality. Guess, it, it, yeah, it exists, so, for sure. We, we just, yeah, we kept playing and. I, I don't think uh I don't think they called the EMS. I think they just gave her water yeah. and she yeah. she got better. So as yeah. far as we know, you know she's just she's still. And I was strong. praying that her name was Mary Jane because it would have fit so <laughs> well. In the last dance, she just collapsed. That's really cool. Yeah. We could we could joke now. I think she's, yeah, uh, she's, she's fine. still around. Yeah, so. she'll be in no other shows. That was, yeah, that was <laughs> give her give her a moment. <laughs> we'll just keep her off to the side. Yeah, you'll know. No yeah. shots for this one. Yeah. 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 So. Well, as far as um, when you got when it comes to this whole thing with with you're headed to the show and you pretty much know that anything can happen tonight, right? I mean, is that pretty much the motivation still, or or are you guys now taking care of yourselves musically? Are you guys musicians? Is that your job, or do you guys also have nine to five jobs and then you're also doing this also on top of yeah. a nine to five? I'm I'm a workaholic. No so kidding. I, at one point, nine to five. Well. Not nine to five. I shouldn't say it like yeah, that, no, but you know what I mean when I say yeah, nine. Yeah, eleven hour day, part time job on top of it. Then this in the evening, I was going, wow. just go. I just can't shut it off. Um, but I've I've since scaled it back. You figured out a little bit how to shut it down. Just yeah. a little. You went from eleven to ten. No, no, no. Full time is still there. The uh, part time <laughs> job went away. So, but yeah, it. Uh, I I love it. I I have to go. Oh, have that's to go. cool, man. I mean, yeah. What yeah. about the other guys? I mean, yeah. does anybody is anybody able to like to like 
take a break from the work part and make this their job? So the other two guys both work full time, Josh and Jim. Um, I it, to answer your question, I guess I would be the only one that would be somewhat close to that. Um, I'm certainly not making enough money to make a living. However, since COVID and since the pandemic and since the shutdown, I've just kind of reevaluated my life. I did have a full-time uh, day job. I was uh, in sales for 25 years. And just about a year ago, I just kind of had an epiphany and I just decided that I wasn't going to take life so seriously. I resigned from my job. I got a part-time bartending job and I just do the music right now. So I'm just kind of I'm just kind of trying not to stress out. I've, I'm always, I'm definitely the probably the most high-strung guy in the band and the drummer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm sort of proud of myself because uh, you know if you would have said I would have done something like this, I'm proud you know, of you too, David. Thanks. Uh, 15 no years ago, uh, I would have <laughs> said you were nuts just because you know you took a break for yourself. Yeah, took a break. that's not something you would yeah. see yourself doing. So I just bartend part time and uh, and and play the music and. Yeah, but the yeah. band is definitely full time. Yes. I and mean, when you consider booking. You know, conversations you have to have with uh, yeah, it's more know, so. venues and stuff, yeah. and and tracking people down and 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 coordinating it certainly. I, uh, I probably spend outside of gigging. I, I'm I'm being honest. I spend 12 to 15 hours a week uh, just promoting the band or talking to people or just following up. Or uh, I'm always trying to find new venues for us. I mean, it's great that you know we have 100 shows booked, but you want to grow, you want to play in different venues, uh, you want to play in different parts of, of Northeast Ohio. Uh, l- last summer, we actually played our first show out of state. We were in Michigan. I'm talking to another guy um, about next well, year, yeah. Michigan. He's got a huge festival up there, and he wants to bring us up there. So, um, yeah. But so it, it's – so granted, yes, I don't have a full-time job, you know, per se, like you say, a nine-to-five, but – with the gigging and all the behind-the-scenes stuff that I do with Grunge DNA, I, I kind of consider that my full-time job, and and then bartending is my part-time job. But but I'm having fun with it, and I I, I love it. And uh, I'm gonna I don't know how much longer I'll do this. At some point, I'm sure I have to get back out into the corporate world. But right now, I'm just having fun and not <laughs> not, yeah. not being stressed out about life and just kind well, of I think that's kind of part enjoying. of the uh, part of the feeling that we all have is we want to do it as much as possible now because you never know. You just want to go go go. You want yeah. you want to play and I'm singing other people's songs. It's not uh, it's not the worst job in the world. I'm basically oh, no, paid to great do job. karaoke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great job. So. And and you guys are you guys are drawing, you guys are popular, you guys are going playing all the time. You know, when you go to a show, you're, you're there's a you know like you're at the point now where you guys are it's a slight chance that you could really bomb at a, 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 a show at this point. I mean, really it is. It's not you know, when you're starting off and but for the most part people are coming to have fun at your show and yeah. that's just what's going to happen for the most part. That's nine, nine to five jobs suck. People <laughs> like at the end of the week, even the end of this week, I was like, oh my God, it was terrible. I can't wait to Friday night when we could play. So people feel the same way coming to our show. It's our job to make them forget about their everyday bullshit. Come out, yeah. cut loose, drink, have a good time, dance, relive, you know, your childhood or whatever it was at, at, at the end of the day, right now, our music that we're playing is the stuff that people grew up with coming out to the bars. They're the ones spending the money, 40-year-olds, right. 50-year-olds. They're like, oh, my God, I remember when, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I was so. doing this when I remember that song reminds me of this and stuff. You guys, yeah. that's oh, what yeah. you're doing. That's all you're yeah. rolling out. You're rolling out someone's life. Nostalgia. Yeah. 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 So when you're doing like a four-gig uh, four week and stuff like that, how do you mm-hmm. take care of your voice? How, what's I mean, are, are, do you <laughs> just have one of those iron throats where you can just kind of like work your way through it? Right now, yeah. It's it, The more we play, the stronger it gets. It's odd. Last well, night, no, I mean, it's, it's a muscle. Oh, sure. But yeah. last night was good. Tonight will be better. Um, oh, really? The third night would be strongest. And then the oh, fourth is kind of like, hey, let's that's when we rein it in a little bit and go, okay, we're doing – Counting blue cars tonight, or or we're doing hey jealousy as opposed to hey man nice shot you know what we'll, what we'll kind of selfishly I gotta so you you guys have like this song replaces this song this song replaces this song usually or no could it could it just it just, just those examples right? just examples yeah, I, I mean you. I I usually turn into the uh, the pussy and kind of go dude I can't <laughs> sing that tonight. Josh looks at me and goes, "Are you serious?" And then I go, "Fuck it, we'll, we'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just a little twist, and yeah. that's it. And it you're doesn't, like, All t- right. it doesn't take much. Yeah, yeah that's it cool though. Well, you're capable of it. I mean, if you're capable of doing it, then sure. I mean, and that's a pretty big asset that the band has to have a vocalist because that you know when the when the instruments flesh, it's really the only one. 
Or if you swallow a bug. <laughs> that's gone. another good story. That's yeah. that's the other. We swallowed a bug on stage last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> was it outside? Shot. Was it an outside venue? At least <laughs> same venue so. that we almost same, killed a woman. Yeah, same venue. Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's Mayfly. funny. We, yeah, yeah. I I was. Uh, well, what did it look like from your point of view? <laughs> I, I, I just yeah, I get... just saw you kind of playing with the microphone, and I thought maybe your battery died in the microphone. But I, as you were holding it in your hand, I saw the green light, so I yeah. knew the battery was working. So honestly, I really had no idea. But uh, yeah, it was the it vocal was... just stopped, and all of a sudden, it was you hacking yeah. and stuff. Or Wait, I, long and short, I, uh, I we were playing Machine Head. Looked at Josh, started walking over to him to to you know be playful and stuff like that for the crowd. I took a deep breath, and a mayfly, boom, right in oh, my Oh, a mayfly in, too. Right? So a big sucker. The bugs were horrendous yeah, that yeah, night. Yeah. Where was this? Out of the islands? Yeah, oh, Yankees yeah. in Geneva. Yeah, Geneva. Yeah. Oh, oh that way. Actually, so. the sound guy who does sound at that venue every Friday and Saturday night, and he lives up there, he said it was literally the worst he's ever seen it. So yeah. for whatever reason, that night, I guess it was destined that... Uh, oh, they can get really bad. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was, was pretty crazy. So for some reason, and it's never happened before, it just shut everything down. Just gone. There was no nothing. Really? So Jim, he couldn't Josh, even talk. Let no, it was, it was gone. Even talk. It was weird. Couldn't so even talk. About eight songs into the set, I was screwed, sad, disappointed, worried, all at the same time. So Josh and Jim finished strong, doing everything. I go off to the side and try to figure out what the hell I'm going to do. Not only for that night, but we have a show the following night up at uh, Kelly's Island. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm worried. And there's more mayflies there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, uh, again, Phil, kudos, thank you, um, said, I've seen it a million times. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Go off to the side of the stage, cough like you're going to die. Just rip your throat to shreds, it'll come back. And sure as shit, boom. Just my body needed a reboot, I guess. Yeah, like a, so. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. Worked like a charm. Yeah. I, w- I was scouring for, you know, Hot tea, drinking Jameson like there was no tomorrow, and and nothing, nothing was working. And he said, "Dude, go in the corner and cough like crazy until you almost throw up." And sure as shit, there it was. And you know, couple of a couple of minutes later, we're back on stage. Yeah, we took an extended break. You know, most of our breaks are 15, <clears throat> 20 minutes at the most. I want to say we probably took a thirty minute break that time, which is really long for us. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like those are emergency type breaks yeah, where, sure. like, you know, like that's why you don't take them all the time. So when you yeah. need one, no, everybody knows that this is probably something's wrong. Yeah. They're not. This isn't typical for yeah. them to do that kind of shit. Yeah. And the sound guy knew what was going on, so you know he was cool with it and he kind of helped us out. And you know he's playing music over the speakers, so the the people are still entertained and they're still having fun. So. Yep. But uh, yeah, he came back on stage and. Uh, just ripped out the. And we, yeah, like I think we I think happened. we wound up going like an extra fifteen minutes longer than we were supposed to to sort of make up for the time that we lost. Sure. So not that it's a big deal, but uh, you know. We, so what? what like if all the gigs you guys play, like do you have one that sticks out or like one venue? Is like House of Blues, like a was that a, was that a kind of a big deal first time you played there and everything? Sure. Well, they yeah. had, they had done it what maybe twice, three, three times I think three times prior with to version Gemini two joining. Yeah. yeah, but it's that's definitely one. I mean, playing a venue where your idols played. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, Being right. in the back in a green room, having a drink, looking at <laughs> a painting of what's supposed to be Janis Joplin, but it looks <laughs> like uh, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. It's really weird. <laughs> and uh, it's a naked picture with boobs, yeah. so it's it's Sebastian yeah. Bach with So I will never look <laughs> at him weird. Sebastian Bach with B-cups. Yeah. But, but I mean, uh, like, look, look the islands and stuff like that going out there. I mean, those got to be all, like, pinnacle-type type yeah. gigs where you're like man look where i'm freaking playing at this freaking yeah that, that was one for for jim and i um i know i can speak for us going up to the islands for some reason that was always the boom we got to do that when you do that you've made it little did i know playing the house of blues is a little bit uh bigger but um yeah playing on the islands setting up for the evening not having to tear down at the end of the night waking up going to the same venue and your stuff's still there it's it's crazy. It's fun. Yeah. And and we actually get paid to do this. It's yeah, weird. right, right. Like I, I remember going to festivals. I think I said it this year when we played uh, Norwalk, the Strawberry Festival. Um, seeing people watching us and kind of go, man, I wish I could do that. I felt that way. Yeah, right. You yeah, you felt yeah, like them. You were like, yeah, the, the roles just switched. Flipped. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And uh, so let me ask you this. So you guys, you guys, um, we were talking earlier about different versions of the band and stuff yeah. like that. And moving forward, you were explaining to me off off the camera and stuff that you guys are kind of talking about kind of getting all the versions together and kind of kind of like doing a thing where 
you're just going to be interchanging parts and stuff like that? Or are you going to do like a rush thing where they started off with the chronologically going from one era and then just moving it like through the eras? So that that's actually the, the latter is sort of my vision for this show that I'd like to put together. So our first show was in March of 2013. And so obviously March of 2023 will be, for lack of a better word, our 10-year anniversary. So since we've had three versions, um, I've actually talked to the other members uh, that are no longer in the band and asked them if they would all be interested in being a part of this event. We'll call it a grunge DNA reunion show where we actually have all three versions of the the band performing in one night. So version 1.0, we'll call it, uh, maybe do like four or five songs. Um, version 2.0, you know, maybe do, you know, an hour and 15 hour and however many songs they would like to do. And then version three come up and maybe just do like a you know another hour and a half or something like that yeah so but um certainly maybe at the very end uh we could certainly you know just have some kind of big get together where we're all on stage and doing some kind of song that would certainly be really fun but the initial vision was just to kind of reunite everyone and get everyone back together because every single person that was that's been in the band has been an integral part of the growth of grunge dna uh version 1.0 didn't even last a year but it still doesn't mean that it wasn't important because that's it's up yeah yeah and uh the the gentleman that was the original guitar player he actually found me uh through social media and so actually when version 1.0 started it was really just two of us in the basement and it, and it was probably about maybe a month and a half two months till we found a bass player to to join us so so i'm i'm really excited for that show we just have to find the right venue for it we have to find a venue that obviously has a big enough stage to accommodate all the equipment and stuff like that and so so we're kind of spitballing and trying to figure it out but everyone's on board and we're super excited about it and i think the other members are really really excited about it so we'll, we'll see but it's going to be hopefully sometime march of 2023 and uh but I, you know obviously we're getting close to the end of 2022 20 yeah that'll be here before you know yeah, it. yeah so we got we got to figure it out soon here but um you know i probably have a couple at least two more months to figure it out but um yeah i'm really excited about that and i think so for everyone so- else is it was all for something like that, you'd have to have some rehearsals for something like that, wouldn't you believe? I mean, you, I mean, you guys are going to have to at some point yes. get back together with these people and be like, wait, because you're, right. yeah, I mean, you'd have to, right? Yeah, so version 1.0, the the guitar player, he's sort of stepped away from music altogether. And that's I was going to ask that, yeah, I was yeah. wondering if that Well, happened. that's why he, he resigned from the band to start a family. So he has a, he has a couple kids and he, you know, with, with his wife and they, they started a family and sure. he focused on his career. And that that's what was important. Happens a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. great. No problem. Uh, so that's why that version might only do like five songs because he's not steadily playing music or gigging in any other band. Right. Uh, the two members that were in version 2.0 that are um, not in grunge any longer, um, uh, they went off and they uh, started another band, and so they are still are gigging regularly. They play, for the most part, uh, the same genre of music. They don't necessarily do all of the same songs, uh, but they are gigging regularly. So they're still, you know, they're still on top of their game. And so the, the amount of practice we would need with them would probably be very minimal, because obviously there's some overlap. I'm sure they still do some of the songs that they did with us in their new band. I mean, I've seen them play, so, and I know they do it. But yeah. uh, um, so. So that won't need as much practice, but I would imagine one or two practices at the most. Yeah, just to, just we'll to fa- get we'll, things. Yeah, we'll fall back into it. Yeah. So before you joined this band, I'm sure you were in other bands. You're, you're, you yeah. seemed like a seasoned veteran up there. You're not somebody that just now found out you could sing. No, no. So what, what other bands? What, what were you doing before this? I, I mean, first of all, are you guys both local guys like through and throughout? I mean, have you always been from this area or did you guys were you uh, come from I, somewhere else? I grew up in Garfield Heights, but uh, Dave and I live in uh, Parma and you you were North Homestead. North Homestead. So oh, okay. um, uh, long and short of it was uh, Jim and I played in uh, a band which had a couple of versions uh, in its own right, uh, Ignoring Daniel and uh, the Imitation Academy. And we played together for years. Um, I decided to step away because of, you know, having a family, and, and things just kind of ran their course, you know, naturally. So we decided to uh, stop, and uh, I still wanted to sing. After a couple of years, I thought, man, I really fucking miss it. Um, and luckily for me, Dave found us. Uh, he came and, and watched us play a handful of times. So whenever the old singer, Kevin, needed a break or needed a night off, Pat, do you want to give us a hand? Sure. So I went in, and I really got the urge to do it again. I started practicing with a couple of other bands, and it just happened where, you know, uh, the old singer 
didn't want to do it anymore, wanted to start a, a business, and it was taking up a lot of his time. Um, and Dave asked me to join. I then, like any good husband would, I asked my wife if that was okay. She said yes, and here we are. So that's the story. And yeah. the same same sort of thing happened with, uh, with Jim, Jim yeah. the bass player. He was, for lack of a better word, he was a backup player in for version 2.0. Uh, Brian, the bass player at the time, um, he had a young daughter. Uh, and uh, was wanted to spend some time with with her on the weekends and whatnot. And there were uh, occasions where he, you know, he obviously had family obligations, couldn't do the show. Uh, you know, once again, going back to kind of the the progression of the band, we every year we kind of started playing more and more gigs, and so naturally the family life, you know, there's a burden to that. Absolutely, and so the balance. Yeah, as as we started playing more and more shows. Um, those two members, um, Kevin and Brian, uh, weren't necessarily able to play all of those shows, and that's when I sort of, for lack of a better, you know, recruited Patrick and recruited Jim to be backups, and they were doing fill-in shows, you know, maybe you know eight or ten a year at yeah, the most, yeah, kind of, not many, maybe even six or something sure. like that, um, and then obviously eventually they became full-time members. So, so listen, I want I I wanted to ask you guys uh, about what's been happening lately. Um, some of these venues have been closing down. And you know some not not just regular bar type places that these are like stage pass and stuff. These are these are music venues and they're not and they're not being able to keep their doors open and stuff like that. You guys, on the other hand, have kind of like decided to take a different angle towards this, and you guys have actually done what you guys do, and you guys have taken your popularity and stuff, and you try to help some of these bars out a little bit by by just going in there, trying to do like some of a fundraiser, right? Basically, just giving everything to them. Yeah, is that what basically we're doing? And, and and yeah, tell me tell me a little yeah. bit about so it. So when once again when the pandemic first hit, obviously everything shut down. I mean, you weren't even allowed out on the road, obviously. And I'm sure you'll remember the live stream concerts became kind of a popularity, and a lot of musicians uh, weren't able, especially people that did it full time, weren't able to make a living, and so they were doing these uh, live stream concerts where they had like their Venmo app connected to it and they were actually accepting tips yeah that's right uh so that they could make a living and pay their bills and feed their family you know feed their family and do all the things that they obviously have to do and so when that first happened um we didn't jump on board with that right away but we started thinking how could we or what could we do uh, use that forum to do something good um all of us were working full-time at the time so I don't I don't think any of us were in any kind of hardship position or whatnot, but the bars were and the venues were. So we decided to do the live. We did three live stream concerts, yeah. and we accepted tips from our fans and whatnot. But we took that money and we actually spread it out to the music community or the bar community, and some of our uh, more loyal venues. Uh, we actually took that money, uh, divided it up, and gave it to the bar owners. Number one to say thank you, but also, hey, you know, we're all yeah, in this hope together. This helps. Hope yeah. this helps because very clearly, you know, business is tough for you right now. So we were able to raise over the three, the three shows. We raised about two thousand dollars, I think. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot and, more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, and we were we spread that out amongst um, uh, three of the venues that we play at. And, uh, yeah, one it, of which said thanks, but no thanks. And actually, it was like, no, we we appreciate it, you guys. Yeah, everything you've done for us, you know. Oh, really? So it, at so first they were like, no, you, you almost had to force them to take it. <laughs> they, we ended up spreading it out. Oh, you know. Oh, oh really? Oh, so yeah. it was they really just didn't take it. Yeah, no, that's well, on. That's cool. Well, that that venue um, didn't close. I hope. No, <laughs> actually, played there last night. Actually, yeah. oh great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Act, actually, we. The first two live streams, uh, the first one we did in a bar, <laughs> it's an, another Sorry. great story. We did the live stream in, in one of the bars we were raising money for. The bar wasn't open. They weren't allowed to be open. Um, but the, the, the crazy part to the story is one of the neighbors that lived close to there heard the music. And saw the light show. Saw the light show through the windows, called the police. Because they thought the police, they were they, that they, they were open for business when they're not allowed to be open for business. Yeah. We were just doing a live stream performance. Uh, and believe it or not, the cops came in and actually shut us down. No There's, I think the video is still out there. Where it is. It's, it's on the our la- Facebook page. the last song of the evening. And we're, we're almost to the end of it. I think we were playing Possum Kingdom by uh, the Toadies. And we're getting ready to just finish it up, and you see 
I don't know if it was Josh Lights. or Jim. Somebody's just going, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. And, uh, yeah, they shut it down. No kidding. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. funny. And they were they were great about it. I mean, they weren't yeah. being... Uh, yeah, right. They were just like, I got to do it, guys. Yeah. I can't, you know, it's not not me. You can't be thing, in a bar. Right? And we were like, what do you mean? Yeah. No one got fined or anything. <laughs> they, they were really cool about it. And they just, you know, when they first walked in, the police admitted because of the lights and the noise, yeah, they, they literally thought that the bar was open for business. And then when they walked in and they finally talked to us, you know, it took about two or three minutes worth of explaining what we're doing. And eventually they were pretty cool with it. Yeah. So, but they, unfortunately we still had to stop. So, you know, what, what do you think about something like after doing something like that, as far as, you know, you see you guys basically, it sounds like you threw it together kind of quickly and just kind of was like, Hey, let's try this out and get yeah. some money together and stuff. You still got two grand out of, out of just doing it like that. What if somebody organized something on a, on a bigger scale and you had more bands involved and you could draw more people to it and everybody was doing this on a more of a voluntary basis where it was like help the help the bars out a little bit right now where things are tough? Could you see success well, in something I think like that? They, they, well, yes. I mean, the the Cleveland musician community, uh, they every year they, they do hold a couple different events. Uh, actually, I think it's coming up Monday, July 25th, yeah. uh, the Cleveland Musicians Fundraiser. I, I don't know all the details and where the money goes, but once a year up at Geneva, they do this big festival and all the musicians come and play. And they, it's kind of a dedication to Kiss Music. So, oh, uh, yeah. We had who was on. So that that's uh, coming up. Craig. Oh, yeah. Martini. Craig Martini oh, was okay. on. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was, yeah. He was, and he was just talking I about I think he that. performed at that. At it at the musicians fundraiser last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know if he's performing he this is, year. He is I'm doing sure the band, the bands change and the musicians change every year and whatnot. But it's an all day event, literally from I believe like noon to midnight. It's literally an all day event. So um so there are forms of that. Uh, we just chose to do it individually. You know, amongst no, the four of us. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean it is. But I guess what I'm saying is it's like it's like one of these situations that are going on where it's like. The, the bands have to t- realize what's happening here in a way, right? Like, yeah. like you can't play unless there's somewhere to play, right. no sure. matter what. You sure. can only do so many of these live type streams. It's it, and that's kind of phased out now. With you know, with people don't. That's not like it used to be. You got. It's almost like maybe we something should happen where, at least at this point, where we try to like get something like that in place where we can help save some of the. Because I don't, you know, like it's it's. I just hope this doesn't. These don't fall like dominoes. That's what I, that's my biggest concern is it's going to happen where you're just going to have a couple venues left. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, this isn't the eighties and nineties when there was only a handful of bands playing that were really any, worth anything. Sure. There's a lot of bands. Hell, there's a lot of nineties cover bands out yeah. there that, there that are, are that are yeah. decent real quick. Let me ask you. Sure. So do you guys pay attention to that kind of thing at all? We're, we're, we're you know, like, who are the other 90s bands doing this? So what are they like? Who are they? What are they yeah. doing? Do you, do you guys kind of, like, follow up a little bit on that and sure. kind of watch what other yeah. bands are doing? 100%. I think yep. you, I, you it, have to. It's, it's, right? it's a, I, we'll call it a, we'll call it friendly competition. Sure. Um, we're friends with a lot of the, the, the guys in those other 90s bands that, you know, we're, we're certainly very familiar with. We've done shows with them. Yeah. Uh, we, we've, you know, you'll fill in or from time to time or whatever. You, oh, yeah. You'll, we'll, help, you'll help the other bands out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you guys do have some. Uh, that, that's another thing we know. I've noticed with the, with a lot of the bands that we we talk to here, there's there's certain factions, kind of, of musicians in certain areas. And, they, and it seems like there's certain bars and certain music places that uh, Winchester is one of them where the Winchester, there's a certain group of bands that, that play at the Winchester or Beachland, mm-hmm. certain group of bands that play there, certain places seem to have certain factions of bands. And then these bands all interchange with each other and they'll form other bands and they'll say, Hey, I want to be in a funk band. Let's you too. Oh, let's form that now. Yeah. But, it, but it's like 20 guys really that's doing all this kind of stuff. Like you said, they can fill in for each other and stuff and they don't mind doing it except when they play together on stage, like if your your band's playing and my band's playing, we're all buddies except I'm blowing you off the stage tonight. Yeah. Tonight, right. you know. Yep. Is that how you guys feel? Is that, is that pretty much yeah, is that, pretty is that much. ingrained in all musicians pretty much? Is that 100%. Just, yeah, yeah, is that pretty yeah. much how it works? Yeah. Like no matter how friendly you are, you're just there's just not going to be you're not going to be showed up yeah. tonight. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you want to you want to set the stage on fire and and you know, leave it smoldering at the end of it. Sure. Are there any bands that you guys have seen? Or do, see, it's hard to see for you guys to see bands, though, really, right? Yeah. There's do you guys much, watch the yeah. bands when you guys play with them, though? Do you guys go out and, and or are you guys busy setting up or stuff? Or do you guys ever, if you're playing in, with a couple other bands, 
Do you watch the sets? Yeah. Yeah, we just okay. – uh, I guess a great example is just a, a month ago we played at the uh, Parma Ribbon Rock, and uh, we opened for uh, Michael Stanley Tribute Band in the Heartland. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we broke down our stuff, and we kind of hung out, I think. Well, yeah. three of us hung out at least for an hour and a half or whatever and yeah. watched them. We just, you know, it's 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 part of the fun. And, you know, when we play the House of Blues, certainly, um, you know, that's a that's kind of a big event for us. So we definitely hang out and and we go out in the crowd and watch the show. And it's just... Uh, we, that's we, still we, a weird one, too. When you, when you get done playing a show and you walk down, you're going to see your folks or, or your friends or your aunt and uncle who came to see you play and you catch people going... Holy shit, that's. He was just I, on stage. Like, no, dude, I just work at a plumbing supply. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I just I'm in a band with my friends. It's like a bowling league for us. You know, yeah, that's that's what we do. Yeah, right. So I just kind of keep going. Hey, can I take a picture take, with you? Yeah, pictures. Is, sure. I still don't get over. Why not? It's really amazing um, when people ask you for your picture or ask you for an autograph. Yeah. One of the coolest things um, that just happened to us uh, was just maybe two weeks ago. This young young kid, um, he's a aspiring musician. Uh, guitar player and he actually brought his guitar and he had us shine it sign it with a uh silver sharpie so it's so there's actually a grunge dna guitar out there <laughs> the first it's one signed there. by first the whole one, band yeah, yeah. the whole band and yeah. yeah and i guess he's actually gonna take the time to like lacquer over top of it so it doesn't wear off and you know and what? it was a beautiful guitar it was i'm not a guitar player but it was a gretch i think a Oh, really? Yeah, it was a beautiful guitar, and I, I mean, Josh and Jim would know more yeah, about sure. it. But it was a beautiful guitar, and he had to sign the back of it. It was really cool. What do you think? What do you think that that's all about? I mean, let's just be honest about this. That's kind of weird, right? I mean, like you guys are a cover band. You guys are playing other people's songs. Yeah. I'm not saying when I say weird, I'm not necessarily in a bad way, but it's it is it's it's like like I don't think I would do that. Okay, I'm just gonna say it like that. I don't sure. think I would get like that. But here's what I'm thinking: like you guys do what you do really well. Thank you. And there's a lot of these bands that don't exist anymore that you guys are playing, or that you're just never going to have a chance to see them again. But these these people know these songs, and they, mm-hmm. and you give them that opportunity to actually see the live version of the song and do it in a way where it's like, oh, you sell yeah. it, right? I mean, you do. Do you think that's part of it? Do you think these people become like you replace? Like you guys are now replacing what they they love, and because they can't get it any other way. So, going back to you know venues closing and and maybe people not going out and seeing live music as much as they used to um yeah maybe we do replace it because let's be honest uh, everyone's phone replaces live music now that's true i mean it's so easy i mean when i grew up as a kid i remember i was just joking with 1946 yeah my (laughs) my bandmates the other day at a concert (laughs) i mean going up to sears and waiting in line to buy tickets at you know ticketron you know standing outside or whatever and waiting i mean no one has to do that anymore and if you want to see your favorite band perform you just grab your phone and you go to youtube and you can see full concerts now in my opinion, I have no idea how that even comes close to replacing the live music experience. No. But people these days, they find satisfaction in that. And so, um, you know, maybe maybe we maybe we are maybe we are a form of that, you know, of yeah. re- replacing what they would normally do. And and let's be honest, it's it's easier and it's cheaper. Well, that's what I and to be and to be honest, that's what I try to sell. But when it comes to the Cleveland scene, I'm like, look. We all know, as, as rock fans, that we've been getting snubbed by a lot of the bands. They go to Columbus, they yep. go to Detroit, they go to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. and they don't come to Cleveland. Uh-huh. That happens all the time. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. That's what I say. You know, it's like, well, you know what? Everyone can cry all they want about it or whatever. There's a lot of tribute bands. There's a lot of bands in Cleveland that are really, really good who do the same stuff that they're doing. And it's a $5, $10 cover charge at most. A lot of these are free shows. Most now. are free for, for us. You walk so, yeah. in, yeah, that's what I mean. You walk in and you, you're seeing. Well, a lot of tribute bands charge the door because that's the venues they're playing. And stuff sure, like correct. That. But I mean, I mean, it's 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 they're there. You can go see them, and they're free. Yep, a lot right. of them are free. Just buy drinks, buy a beer. And you're not spending fifteen dollars on a beer, at, you know, if you go to Blossom. Yeah. That hell yeah. And, and you know, I just three dollars on a beer. Yeah. They just announced the Pantera thing, right? Did you guys saw that? Oh, Did yeah. you guys see it? Oh yep. yeah. We had a conversation, a lengthy conversation. Yeah, last about night about it. it. Yeah, it's kind of wild, right? I mean, yeah. it's like it's like one of them things where you're like, how the hell do you think about that? You know, it's almost like, do you call it Pantera? I guess you do. I guess. I guess it. I guess I like it. I mean, I really love Zach Wild, and I really yeah. love Charlie Benante. I love them both, yeah. like a lot. Fantastic. So, yeah, call, I like him a lot. Call and, it a uh, memorial show. Yeah, call and I, it anything. And, but and Phil Pantera. was always one of my favorite singers, like 
forever, forever yeah. and ever. And he's not the same, but I will go to that show. But yeah. what, I, what I'm thinking about when it comes to that show is how fucking much is that thing going to cost now, sure. right? Oh, yeah. Like, when you go to a show, like, if, you know, Pantera's coming into town and you're going to see that show, it's a $150 show minimum. That's what's going to yeah. be... Again, when they do show up, that's what you got to spend one hundred and fifty dollars to go see that band. That's just like that's for your ticket. That's the walk through the door. And the, yeah, it doesn't even come close to you know park going down, parking, you know, going and getting dinner. And when you when you you know, it could be a five hundred five hundred dollar night for two Easily. people. Easily for two people. Well, become, so spend that money at a grunge DNA show. A hundred. That's all I'm saying. A hundred percent. No, that's but that's what I I think that is what it's about. I think that we can you can yeah. achieve that. You know. One of the things when you guys are talking about the fact that you guys play out so much, you do so much, and there's a lot of that going on, bands don't really get to watch the other bands. Yeah. I think that kind of sucks that yeah, that's the I way agree. it is, right? Yeah. I remember in the 80s and stuff, and you could go to these shows, you would see the local bands, and, and, and obviously, like I said, back then, there wasn't as many. There, was, there wasn't there was as many bands. There seems to be a whole lot of bands now versus that. But you could go to these shows, and not only were you seeing the band you were going to see, but when you looked over to your right, Oh, that's the dudes from the, uh, that band. Mm-hmm. They look over here, they're like, oh, them fuckers are over there. So you were going to the show to see the band, and you were hanging with the other bands. Yeah. It was another reason to go to the show. It yeah. was like a whole vibe that was going on back then that, you know, bands supporting other bands and, and being able to do that whole going to see, I think it changes I think it changes the whole vibe of the oh, gig. Yeah, you know, when, uh... when you can go there and see, like you're just saying, right? You walk through your gig, and they're like, oh. There's that guy stuff. You're going to get a lot of those same reactions. Not that you want them, but you're going to get some of those same reactions going to see someone else's band, too, who recognizes you. Right. So they're like, there's fucking Patrick. Yeah. And and that's good. It might be some people that don't have egos where that they feed into that, but that's what you're doing. That's what you need. And that's what you're trying to be. That's what you're creating here. Honestly, most times hearing a compliment or a critique from another musician means the world to me. And don't get me wrong, people coming out to our shows, period, are great. But um, a friend of ours, uh, Scott, just passed away. He was a drummer of uh, Tarp. First time I met him, walked up, shook my hand, and said, your breathing technique is fantastic. No normal fan is going to come up. No normal friend is going to go, I love the way you breathe, dude. It's really, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, So hearing a compliment from a seasoned musician – I don't play an instrument. I sing. That's that's my musician or my uh, my instrument. So hearing that from somebody else, I just that's when I gush. That's when I appreciate it. And I'm like, oh my god, thank you so much for paying attention. It's not me, you know, being Mick Jagger and shaking my hips and, and yeah, right, 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 know, right, right. right. It's, 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 it means the world to me hearing it from somebody else who does or does what we do. It's that's what I love. You sing. You sing almost all the songs. Yeah, well, Josh does as well. I mean, there's some where, for example, we do Hunger Strike. He'll do the... Uh, oh, you guys go back and forth? He'll hit the uh, Cornell. I'll do the uh, Eddie Vedder just to... Uh, so so how do you feel about that? I mean, don't you... Do, is there is there is there somebody else that could take over to lead vocal at times, or are you good with just singing all the songs? I mean, that's a lot of work. What I, I guess it's what I'm saying is it's a lot of work, and you're seeing a lot of these bands now. A lot of bands now have a second guy who will come in and sing a song here and sing a song there, and they kind of pepper him throughout the sets yeah, to I, give the, the singer a break. Being a, a front man and not being a musician is important in other ways just than singing. I want to interact with the crowd. I want to get people to. Uh, I'm kind of like a court jester, so yeah. to speak. You know yeah. what I mean? I want I want it to be a party. I want people to feel involved. Not saying that anybody else couldn't do that. They just can't do it like I do. That's sweet. So it's it's kind of fun. It's silly. It's people know what to expect from me and Josh when singing. And if they don't get that, I think they're kind of let down because it's then not grunge DNA. Yeah, right. Well, that, I think it's not every band, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's funny you guys are called DNA because I think that's what it really comes down to. Every band has a certain DNA about them that makes sure. them that specific yeah, thing, yeah. and you'll pick out what makes that band that no matter what song they're playing. And that's the same way with Jim and I. Having so many years playing in previous bands together and doing it now, it's just that that reflex where you just look at them and kind of go, that's my bass player. You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> yeah. he's been my guy for a while now and it's there it's family it's it's friend it's everything it's everything and that makes it a lot more fun on stage yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure right oh, because sure. you do it together and then afterwards you have you have people to talk about things it's a different conversation than if it's just the guy you hired to play the bass yeah. oh yeah i mean there between dave and i there's what not 
two days that pass where we're not talking, talking or, about or, something or figuring out, you know, what we're doing. I mean, it's everybody is really invested. In Do you guys hang doing. out like families or anything like that outside of things? Do you guys invite each other over for the kids' birthdays and stuff like that? Uh, My uh, kids are all no, grown. Uh, well, so, oh, all yeah, grown up kids. All grown, yeah. Yeah, but really? Occasionally, yeah. um, I try to organize um, a get together. You know, maybe once a year. I think what two years ago we did the Nautica that was thing. Last year. Was that last year? Yeah. yeah, I put together a little, like on a Tuesday night or something. We all got together and we went on the Nautica Queen, and you know, we brought our significant others with us, and we actually invited, you know, some of our uh, fans, fans that are fans. also really close friends. And yeah. so I want to say there might have been like I don't know, fourteen of us or sixteen of us or something that cool. just on a random Tuesday night in the middle of the summer, you know, on the Nautica Queen, we did something like that, and. Um, so every now and then, and actually, um, the weekend of the House of Blues show, we've got some friends that are coming in from New York. Um, the wo- the woman's celebrating her birthday, and we're actually off the night before, so I'm trying to organize something where we maybe all of us can hang out, you know, that night as well. So so maybe in August we might do it again. But cool. But we're, we're obviously once again, family life gets in the way, and you know, we see enough of each other sometimes. It's yeah. it's good. Is that what it's like sometimes? Yeah. It's like, all right, see you later. I'll see you next time. It's like, all right. Because you guys probably see each other more than you actually see your families at times, right? Especially yeah. on the weekends. Yeah. Would yeah. you say that's pretty weekend. fair? Yeah. Sure. Does, is that get, does that get complicated with the families and stuff like that? Do you ever have, do you, I mean, let's be honest. Do you ever have like, like I mean, like every weekend you guys are now, this is what you do, right? I, I can only speak for myself. I don't know about uh, anybody else, but between uh, Jen and I, uh, my wife, we we had the conversation prior to me joining the band and kind of saw where it was going. She's not a night owl. She's not a, a bar person. So by the time we are setting up, she's going to bed. Oh, wow. You know I mean? so, it, so it works it's out. It's a good, yeah, I'm, it's a nice. Yeah, I'm coming home, and, and she knows I'm coming home, and that's, yeah, that's yeah, it's, yeah. it's a job. You know, it's fun. I do it, you know, with my friends. Not oh, yeah. many people get to do what we do, but um, or as frequently as we do it. But um, yeah, it it works out well for us. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm curious. I was I'm curious about that. I mean, I know in my own life. I mean, I know if I'm not available at least once in a while on a weekend, you know, I gotta hear about it a little bit. You know, yeah. it's like, well, what do you mean? But you guys, I mean, like, what do you guys really? Do you have any weekends? And even if you try yeah. to have a weekend off, isn't it like tough to keep it? Like, does does somebody offer you something and you're like, well, all we the can't time. pass this? That goes oh. with the uh, turning things down. Actually, our uh, upcoming House of Blues show, we had that weekend off. We uh, we set aside time uh, last year. We talked about what we wanted off, and you know, setting aside those weeks, those specific weeks throughout the uh, year. And one of them just so happened to be our friends coming in through Chicago playing the House of Blues. Wanted us to open for them. Guys, do we uh, do we pass up this opportunity or do we play at the House of Blues? You never know when that is going to dry yeah. up, so let's do it. And everybody said, yeah, let's let's give it a go. And so that does happen. Again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I have the most personally. Um, I have the most freedom. I'm I'm single. Um, I do have a girlfriend, but she absolutely loves coming to the shows. And um, you know, she, I'd say she probably right now she probably comes to maybe about half of them. Uh, so she's always there supporting me, but um, uh, I definitely have the most freedom being single. Uh, my my daughter's thirty years old, so she's grown up. Wow, I would yeah. never guess that. Yeah. my daughter is too, but I look good. Yeah, I'm a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Oh, Isn't awesome. that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. You guys look good, man. I got to admit, for Thanks. for for being out there jamming all the time. You guys, do you guys party? I mean, you guys drinkers when your guys are playing out. Do you guys uh, drink with the people, or is it like moderate? Yes and no. It's still a job. Yeah, right. You, you know, guys, you, so you guys stay professional, and you yeah, guys know yeah. you know how to do that. You yeah. know how to navigate those. We moments. also got to get home at the end of the night. Well, yeah, so. I know, but I mean, like, I, it can get tempting, <clears> and it can get you know oh, sure. things can just kind of spin in a certain direction, and you're caught up in it all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, per, yeah, sure. per, personally, for me, I very rarely have drinks like a mixed drink or a beer or anything during the show enough of our fans uh, who come to see us a lot uh, tend to like to buy us <laughs> rounds of shots uh, jameson is the the drink of choice for the band and so i sort of save my drinking for the occasions when you know a fan will buy the band around yeah, right, right. so i think last night i might have done three of them that's so, it that's yeah. but i'm i'm so Busy behind the drum set, I'm sweating all that out. So you know, by, the, by the end of the night, sitting I'm down fine. the entire time, yeah. <laughs> so lazy. <laughs> but uh, and he has the best view. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get, true. To, I get to stare at him all night. <laughs> the back of every, all of everybody else. Yeah. So, but uh, for the most part, um, I think as Patrick said, it's a job, it's a profession. Um, you know, the bar owner is expecting you to put on a or venue owner, 
they're expecting you to put on a show to entertain them, and you got to put your best best foot forward. Now, there's obviously a fine line with having drinks to loosen you up, and then having a little too much where it starts affecting your play. Absolutely. And I truly think that um, the band has done a very good job of of balancing that. Every now and then, uh, things certain venues we might have a few extra shots bought for us, or it's just one of those days where. You know, we might maybe I do have a you know one drink or two drinks before the show, what I yeah. that I don't normally have, and then it kind of stacks up, and I kind of catch myself, and I realize what's going on, and then I just kind of stop. And Patrick looks at me all the time, and I I can tell when he's if he's ever had that moment where he feels like he's um, you know had a few too much, he just kind of <laughs> stops too. So we, we we've done a great job collectively as a band managing that. I don't think we've ever had an instance where uh, we've uh, completely embarrassed ourselves or done anything stupid like that. Yeah. Don't say never. Yeah, yeah. No, never. Yes. Never. 100%. Never. That's it. Not going to happen. All right, you heard it. Never. But that's it. We're out of time. Ah, shit. Say something about their House of Blues gig on the 20th. Well, there's if two, gonna, actually. There's two. Put this in, I could slide it in. If we're going to put this in the week before that gig. Okay. You know. Okay, okay. What is it, August 20th? August 20th. So House of Blues. So we're actually there twice. So... We're on the big stage. Well, re- real quick. Sure. Let's go ahead and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 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 How much time we got? Uh, like a minute. Okay. Okay. Hit it. So August twentieth, House of Blues. Yes. Sir. You guys will be there. You yep. guys are playing just that one gig. No, actually, there's two. Uh, House of Blues, big stage, August twentieth with um, Smells Like Nirvana from Chicago. Oh. And then the following weekend, we're playing a uh, intimate show upstairs in the Foundation Room, where it's normally off limits unless you're a member. But uh, they're allowing uh, the public, any, any and all. Yeah. So tell them you know the band. So the 27th is that the 27th? Then? 27th. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday so the 27th. 27th. and the 27th. And we're the only band performing, so it's us for three hours straight. On the 27th, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's and pretty cool. Huh? It's 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 maybe the coolest venue that. I mean, it's not a huge venue, but just the decoration, the decor, and you're just, not going to want to leave. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's really really cool. neat, and so it's it's just a really cool experience and. What's really great about it is it's normally a private, you know, members-only type of thing, and they open it to the public, so you don't have to be a member to come see that show. It's free to get in. You don't have to buy a ticket or anything like that, and so you kind of get to see us in a really cool venue. Hell yeah! That you normally wouldn't get a chance to do. Hell yeah! Check that out. You guys get tickets. I could get tickets for it. Is that what it is, or is it all free? Yeah, tickets are now available on Ticketmaster uh, for, for the twentieth show, yes. and then the freebie is the. Uh, so that is free. That's and there's and no, there no ticket needed. Maybe some to give away. Come out to a grunge DNA show, and we could. Uh, yeah, we might even we might even give away a few tickets on this show. We figure we're going to try to figure out a way to maybe possibly do that. Also. That'd be great. Excellent. Yeah, we can thanks, get yeah. you some tickets for the twentieth. Cool. All right, guys, thanks for coming, man. I really thanks appreciate it. We are Thank out you. of time, it was a blast, man. Hell yeah, you guys are fun, man. Thanks. <laughs> You see Grunge DNA, and you can see him anywhere. You can just look it up and find it out. You can really go on uh, levelupcleveland.com, where uh, Patrick runs the website, and he will have every gig of every band that's ever been on the show. He runs it 24 hours, so you guys could check it out there. That's it. We're done. We're out of time. Killer. Uh, Level Up Cleveland, we are out. Until next time. Until next time. Yeah. (laughs) See ya. I didn't want that to end.